Welcome back, boys and ghouls. This is um, Boys and Ghouls Film Review with you guys. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight, we will be reviewing a fantasy romance movie called Somewhere in Time that was released in 1980. Yeah, it's a romantic fantasy drama. An under-the-radar type movie. Yeah, an under-the-radar. We were just talking about it a few moments ago. It's... It's one of those movies which should have fared better at the box office. But unfortunately, someone else beat them to it. Well, there's another good movie came out at the same time. We'll talk, I'll talk about that later on. And being a, a lower-budget film, the studio didn't push it too hard, and then I think there was an actor strike at the same time, which means the actors couldn't press, uh, press too hard for the marketing side, so all of a sudden, uh, it just slipped and... Fell. Uh, fell off uh, the perch, and... Um, People didn't know it existed. Aha. Mm. Now, I'm sad to say that. Now, having said that, it's a, it's a romantic drama. Guys, if you like action movies, it's not an action movie. However, if you want to snuggle up with your girlfriend or your wife, they might like it. So you might win some brownie points. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Produced by uh, Stephen Deutsch. I think it's the right pronunciation. D-E-U-T-C-H. SCH, uh, it's Ray Stark, uh, directed by Jano Zark, I think is the right pronunciation for that one too. Now it gets on easier. Screenplay by Richard Matheson, based on a novel, book, uh, Bid Time Return, a 1975 book written by the same person, Richard Matheson. Nice of him. Yeah, so he wrote the book and he did the screenplay. So yeah, interesting thing, did, guys. But he changed it. Interesting yeah. thing, guys, that this Richard guy, the writer, I mean, not the um, character, because the character's also named Richard, although he has a different surname. But in this, he he did um, went to a... Well, I'll explain when I get to, we get to the character. It characters. would be nice. You can explain it later on. Okay, well... <laughs> okay. Budget, four million. So, I mean, Sorry, it, guys. it was a cheap and oh, not, not cheap, and a low budget movie. Uh, only box office at 10. Uh, mm. Could have done better. Uh, Damn. Has been released on home media, and there's a lot around if you're inclined to purchase or rent through Amazon Prime or something rather. Mm. There's plenty there. Yeah, now I remember what I was going to say. The character who is playing the um, main protagonist in this movie. Um, is actually named Richard too. Richard too. Also, I mean. And also. I mean. Yeah, he's going to play Richard Collier. Now, whether it's based on himself, he's I, a playwright, hmm. and the other guy's a novelist. I don't think so. I think he does, actually, because um, in this one, I should say, he spends his time at a hotel, and dear old Richard, the author, he spent his time at a hotel, and there he sat and wrote a, this wonderful oh, story. Yeah. And so did Stephen King when he wrote The, Sh- the Shining, okay? Okay? He did the same. He went to motels. Hey, this is a great place for a ghost story. Mm. And he wrote a book. And by the way, they're just names. Of course, when I get down to the cast, Christopher Plummer plays uh, a guy, William Fawcett Robinson. Yeah. If you shorten his name, it's come to Will Robinson, and now it's a little boy in Lost in Space. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that was intended, but... You, know, you have to talk to the writer. <laughs> you have to talk to the writer, exactly right. Now, I think he just grabbed some names out of the hat and those ones worked. Anyway, mm. back to where I was. Uh, box office, 10 million, under the radar, yada, yada, yada. Now, cast. Christopher Eve, 
prior to his wheelchair, uh, plays Richard Collier. He's a playwright. It starts mm. off early in the movie, uh, early, but Sarah tells a story. But he plays a younger man and an old man quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane Seymour, lovely as ever. She plays Elise McKenna. She, I'll use the word actress, but uh, it's, I mean, they call them all actors nowadays, but she's a female. Uh, Christopher Plummer plays William Fawcett Robinson, Elise's manager and protector. And bodyguard. And, and bodyguard, and I think he had the hots for her. I don't think so, but he thinks he, he thinks she has the potential of being great and doesn't need to be distracted I, by men. I think he had underlying. I've known you. I've had you under my care since you were sixteen. Yada yada yada, and hasn't that, hasn't left another man nearer. Yeah, that sounds like he's mm, yeah. Yeah, that's he's sounds, grooming mm. her. Anyway, irrespective, I think I can't say too much at the moment. Sarah can roll into the uh, the plot in a moment. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else to say, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I'll talk about the rest of the stuff later. Yeah. So my story begins where a bunch of kids, um, well, not kids, I mean... Students. Students have just finished a stage production at at the university and, of course, um, Richard, who... Um, he is, wrote it. Yeah, who wrote it. And he meets this old lady, say... say I don't know how old. Oh, maybe in the 80s. Just roll on, I guess. And <laughs> she... Gives him um, an old pocket watch and whispers, come back. To me. To me. Mm. And she then walks off and everyone is, he's puzzled, like he's confused. He's this old bat before his life. And then she goes home to, goes to her hotel, the Grand Hotel, whatever. And, yeah, probably. And mm. she dies that very same night. Okay. Then ten years later, I think. Eight years, I think. Yeah, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Ten years. Um, he's a successful playwright and he's living in the city and he's having writer's block. Yeah, we get that way. He's had some successful plays. And his and girlfriend sudden, dumped him. His girlfriend dumped him and he's an old bugger. So he, wants, he goes away for a bit of a, a, a break to clear his head. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> he goes to the same hotel where um, the old lady stayed at. Yeah. Hint, hint, guys. <laughs> Funny, that, eh? Yeah. Hmm. And so he stays there. for. He says he plans on staying for just one night. Didn't work. And he, while he's waiting for dinner time... Um, he then goes into a sort of um, hall of history. A little gallery, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where it has Victorian old um, plates, old artwork well, and stuff like well, that. I don't think it'd be Victorian, but old stuff from yeah, yeah. 100 years ago and stuff and 80 years ago when the uh, motel, hotel, whatever, was first built. Yeah, yeah and mm. there he sees this beautiful picture of a beautiful actress. Yeah, young Although woman. at the time there was no nameplate on it. Yeah, the, the nameplate had fallen off the wall no, and, the, and the name wasn't there. Yeah, hint, hint. But he did ask the uh, this old porter guy yeah. a, bit of, a bit about the picture. He said, oh, yeah. I know that one. I knew yeah. the lady. See, the old porter kid. guy, He his family has worked at the motel for, say, for a long time. And he was actually... Born, well, probably born there and raised there, and and he got a job there. So he's um hasn't seen much of the world, has he, folks? Mm. How do we know? Anyway, moving right along, so he becomes Richard. I mean, becomes obsessed with the portrait. Like he can't sleep. He can't eat. Well, he well he can't sleep, and he keeps thinking of the portrait and thinking about Elise, the um the yeah. lady in the portrait. The lady. 
And so he goes, he doesn't, he decides to stay a few more nights and he goes to the library to find out a little bit more about her. And he finds out this, that the young lady in the portrait is the same lady who gave him that watch 10 years ago. Exactly, because he, he saw a picture of her just before, yeah, in, in this journal or newspaper or book or whatever. Yeah. How just before she yeah. died and, and he recognised her. Yeah, mm. and the very lady who wrote, wrote that one of those books was um, a maidservant that used to work for her and has kept a collection of odds and pieces that belonged to the old yeah. lady. Old dresses and objects, which uh, personal things to her. Yeah, yeah. She plans on te- probably um, donating them to you know, um, a f- you know, either an acting college or acting school. But the funny stuff like part that. is, he shows her the watch. Yeah, and the she. Old, it's, where did he get that from? She was, She never let him out of her sight. Mm, yeah. Ah. Yeah, she even shows him a special music box that plays a certain type of music uh, that he's like. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Rhapsody something. Rhapsody something or other, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome song. It's played throughout this movie, which makes it a very a beautiful Rhapsody song. Rhapsody on a theme of Paganini, I think it was called. Yeah, mm. it's a beautiful song. I've been playing it just a while ago. It's so beautiful. One of his favourite tunes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he gets a, the idea in his head to go back in time to visit um, Elise when she first started doing a play at the at the Grand Hotel. Well, he didn't get the idea. He wondered whether it was possible because he saw a book on the lady's shelf written by his old professor at school or something rather about time travelling. Mm. He said, I wonder. So he went to see his, to- see his old professor. Mm. He says, is it possible? Yeah. And then he had a bit of a discussion with us. Yeah, but you got to really, really, really concentrate. Yes. And it's, it's dangerous, he said. Yeah, see, it's um, a matter of mind of a matter in this case. I don't mind if it doesn't really matter. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point is that he says to remove all the objects from your room and yeah. lie down and focus on the time and the exact spot you want to be in. Sort of um, a little bit of, astro- it sort of like reminds me a little astro projection almost. Uh, yeah, a little bit like that. So, but it's more of a physical thing. Mm, yeah. True. Mm. Anyway, she she he tries this. He act, well before he tries it, he actually gets some old coins. They're nineteen twelve. Well, old currency. Yeah, and some old clothes. He got some yeah. old clothes, probably from an acting school or from a stage rental people. And he cuts his hair in the similar style of the um, that 1912 period. Yeah, he was scruffy 80s, you know. Yeah. Slightly longer hair and stuff. Longer hair, know. down, you know, curly. Yeah, so he made himself look reasonably presentable. Yeah, so he then records the what his, his teacher taught him, told him to repeat this in your head, all that stuff. But every time he gets... They fa- he fails because they didn't have um, the, the um, tape recorders back yeah, well, yeah, then like he, that. He used the tape recorder. He, he, he recorded himself saying, you're going back in time, you're doing something or other, blah, trying to talk himself down. Problem is, having the tape recorder in the room and it's playing was a link to the current time. Yeah. So in the end, he realised, I think he must have, didn't mm. say anywhere, but he, he turned it off, put it under the bed so he couldn't see it, out of sight, out of mind, and then... By this time, he had the rural conviction that I can really do this, and he did. Yeah. Mm. Soon enough, he starts yeah. re- saying it in his 
out loud the the words and then soon enough we see um the curtain starting to change and then uh, the the um, wallpaper begins to change into the 1912 and then you see portraits Look. appearing on the wall like the old furniture is being restored to the yeah, scene yeah soon enough yeah. um um after a bit of few minutes and a bit of lighting change we arrive in ni- the 1912s and uh, yeah, I think nine twelve. Yeah, yeah, and the bell. and he opens his eyes and sees the whole room is prim- well different, of course, and of course it's occupied by different cup, different people. Well, I was gonna say, he's in the wrong room, obviously. Yeah, so <laughs> he didn't. Um, yeah, he's supposed to have a room there tomorrow, not today. <laughs> yes, so he leaves and he plans on calling upon um, Elise, but she's not there. So he heads to the. To the Playhouse down, down. Yeah, they've got a little theatre at this motel as well. Yeah, then he also encounters um, the old porters, now a little six year old. Oh, well, old 60 or 70, I don't know, he's an old guy, yeah. And, he, and, he, and it's quite funny, the old porter, he starts to talk to, and then blah, 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 and yada, yada. And as the porter's walking away, he turns around and says to him, Have we met before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old porter did that. Yeah, and uh, Richard says, no, I don't think so. But he doesn't realise he's going to meet him later on when he's a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so he meets him and, of course, he he re- remembers now that this is um, the old porter and he's, um, he was, he kept, he, ref- he also the old porter men- mentioned that he would often play ball in the yeah. in the yeah. lobby so and he, he would have been told off by his dad So when Richard goes in the, uh, the lobby... He sees this young kid there at the ball, and that's Arthur. Arthur, Arthur. Yeah. Arthur, yeah. Arthur, sorry. Yeah, when he's a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he heads into the play, um, um, the stage place. Well, the um, place where they do the plays, the theatre. The little theatrette. And okay. he doesn't see Elise there, and none of the people want to even talk to him. But someone says he's, he's down by. He's walking outside by the lake or river yeah. or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. So he steps outside and sees her there. It's very picturesque. Oh, and very nice. Hmm. Very, I, I love it. Great place for Ollie, folks. Honestly, yeah. Yes, so he heads down there. It's so romantic, and she turns and sees him and says, "Is it you?" And he's confused a little bit, but then he says, "Yes." And well, she's a little confused and a little bit, you know, baffled. Take it, taken aback. Eventually, her bodyguard slash agent appears and tells her that we should get on to, you know, into the theatre. And in a polite way, tells the bugger off. Yeah. 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 And. She then follows her agent to um, to the dining hall eventually, and dear old um, Richard follows, and he tries to dance with her for a bit, but she's still a little nervous and fearful for us. And her manager gets him thrown out. <laughs> eventually, but before she, he, that could happen, um, Lisa steps in and wants to talk to him before he gets thrown out. So she asks him a few questions like, "Oh, where have you, where are you based? What profession you are? Um, what's your name? Your full name? Stuff like that." And he answers all her questions, and she thinks he's just another playwright asking for her to be in his play or something. But yeah. he's but you got him all wrong. So she, he says to her, "He just wants to get to know her." Stuff like that. 
Yeah. And she says, you're and just a total stranger to me, and I, and I don't wish to know you or stuff. And being Jane Seymour, who wouldn't want to get to know her? <laughs> yeah. So, well, she was a Bond girl. True, true. <laughs> anyway, um, they, they parted, and eventually, um, the next morning, he's sleeping on a bench, so you know. He doesn't have a room till that morning, is he? Mm, yeah. He, he came early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he then arrives at her room and suggests they take a nice um, a walk or at least a promenade. They... Um, what, yeah. Mm. yeah. Of course, she yeah. kept saying that she has to work. She has um to do her or rehearsal. Have a rest and have rehearsal. Yada yada yada. All the above. Yeah. Uh, but he pleads with her, or in a funny kind of communistic way. <laughs> Eventually, she gives in and tells. And he says, as she slams the door, she's crazy about me. <laughs> Love that, it's cute. Yeah, you can always tell, can't you? Yeah. Eventually, um, the um, let me see. Her agent approaches him while he's having breakfast and demands what his intentions are. Are oh, his intentions honourable? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, um, of course, he says um, that. His intentions are honourable, and he doesn't necessarily want her to be in a player or anything. And that it's, he just he wants, wants to, to meet her mm-hmm. and spend some time with her because he's falling in love with her photograph, oh, her, her portrait in the yeah. little gallery. And mm. eventually, they yeah. meet up, and um, well, in a funny way, because her agent's near, not too far, and they decide to take um, a horse and cart or whatever. And try to make their daring escape from him <laughs> in a funny way. I Giddy up horsey. And they have a nice stroll. It makes me think of something out of a Claude Monet or a Rockwell painting looking yeah, at yeah. the scene. It's yeah. so pretty. You, what, you yeah, see. No, very, very, actually, it was very staged, wasn't it? Yeah, very. It looked, it looked like, uh, like portraits and stuff, you know, like, yeah. the, like you'd expect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so romantic and really cool. Just Seen watch. by gazebos, doing this, doing something else. Yeah, yeah. Or it looked like they're all stays a bit like yeah. a portrait. Yeah. He then asks or, her, yeah, as they were walking mm. up to um, a lighthouse or, or building anywhere, I'm not sure what, but he asks her, why did she say, um, is it you? And she says that her agent told her that um, a man will appear in her life and will change her life, all that stuff. Yeah. Somehow he knows be things. Be afraid, be very afraid. But then I even wrote on the lake, and he's humming Rhapsody song, and she it's thinks... Either. That's it, beautiful. It hadn't been written yet. Yeah, it was um, done in, um, I think, um, 30 years later after this. Yeah. Or I think, I'm not sure. I've just only heard that it was written. Uh, yeah, it was written so. some decades later. Decades That's correct, later. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they then head back and they head into her room and he gives her a nice cute kiss. And, of course, the agent's there telling him to F off. But she In the nicest possible way, not. Yeah, she then mentions that she'll give um, Richard a, a ticket to, to, to the theatre. To the theatre. To see him, yeah. to see her um, strata stuff on the stage. Yes, and hopefully eventually... Um, it, the play it starts happening, and it's a it's in full swing. It's a comedy, really funny, <laughs> and everyone's well, laughing. Yeah, but and then she, she, she then she says some dialogue that was supposedly ad libbed in the scene. At the end of scene one, it was he broke from the broke away from the, the script. script, and she is saying what was in her heart about Richard, yeah. which actually suited the play reasonably good. Yeah, so it wasn't. T- 
totally out of place. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Some of the guys, the um, script, um, the the guy who who gives you the um, bits of dialogue when you you accidentally flip over the line or something, it, he's actually questioning what the hell was going through your head doing yeah, well, that. Well, the look on his face. Yeah, he didn't say that, but well, it'll kind of hidey hole in the front of the stage, the prompt or the the prompter. Yes, yeah, sorry, I yeah, forgot, yeah. guys. The prompter. Yeah, say hey. Hey, this is it. This is the next word. Hurry up. But somehow she was able to get the scene back even after And he had a big smile on his face. He said it was really good. Yeah, (laughs) it was beautiful dialogue. And eventually she's called backstage to do a bit of, have a a brief photo taken. A Kodak moment, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So she heads backstage and this is a, and Richard... They're they're trying to get the pose and get a nice look on the face and they weren't getting too much... Uh, success there, and then Richard appears just behind the camera guy, and he gets this nice, wonderful, smile. glowing smile look on her face. Yeah, and, and that was the same yeah. photograph yeah. that he saw in this gallery in the uh, motel fifty yeah. years later, or something. Yeah, and then he feels mm. that thanks that that smile was meant for him, and he's feeling he yeah. felt that way throughout the second act of yeah, the play. Exactly, and. Then uh, he gets a letter from that horrible uh, agent guy, demanding a bit of a, a quick meeting. Yeah, uh-huh. and he asks him um, about his attentions again, and says flat out that well, not really. The agent says that he pl- he doesn't attend on making her his mistress or anything. He attends on, because he sees greatness in her, and he doesn't want any other person to interfere it with mm. it. Yeah, something or something like that. <laughs> and, but he says, but Richard says he doesn't intend on messing it up. He, he's going to let her act and stuff. That's why I think he was jealous of him because mm. he was going to let her act. And what happened next? He got these thugs to beat him up and tie him up and dump him in the stable. Yeah. Hello? That yeah. sounds like, oh, that, that had a very positive outcome. Yeah, that discussion, and then he it? tells mm. her that, that Richard left the left the hotel. He lied. Yes. See, jealousy. Mm, see, let's she see. then yeah, um, gets the porter, the young porter, to allow her to enter Richard's room, and it's empty. Or because well, apart from you, he did, he, he did travel lightly. Mm. He didn't have it. Remember, he didn't bring any luggage with him. He had his shaving gear, cutthroat razor, one of the little brushes you used to do your foam with on your face, and maybe change underpants. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, those are the... He, and the clothing on his back, so to speak. That's it. So, and that's one thing. The costumers would have been really happy he wore the same clothes all the way through the movie. Yeah. Mm. Everyone said it was his outfit he's wore throughout... That scene, those when he was in the past, um, yeah. were like a f- his. It's about ten years out of a date. He got the wrong period. Yeah. Oops. Whoever designed the costume well, probably at the time didn't wasn't aware yeah, how many years old it is. You have to understand if we go back and say, "Oh, I want to get some clothes from a hundred years ago." Is that going to be a hundred years? Is it going to be a hundred and five years ago, or is it going to be ninety-five years ago? Nowadays, no one cares. Yeah. So it looked near enough, good enough. You yeah, see, and so he just went there. Of that period, oh, that'll do, that's close enough. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was, that's, it was a fraction out. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Richard mm. eventually unties himself from the stables um, after waking up from a horrible he- headache. Well, he'd been beaten up, how do you feel? You know, anyway. Three or four thugs getting onto you, you know. Yeah, mm. and he heads back to the hotel and finds out that both Elise and the um, rest Ain't of the, the acting, um, troop? acting troop have left the, the, the quad. The troop is trooped on. Yeah, and he feels a bit upset. 
And but then we see he goes outside and says, "I'm random sulking." And then we see Elise in the distance, who's also sulking. And then she sees Richard sitting there and yells out to him, and they she comes running up the stairs. Lots and, of stairs. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, a great rom- um, romantic moment. And then they, and then they yeah. have, you know, romantic sex. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they really rumpy bumpy up in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was romantic. Okay. And okay, um, romantic. I guess later on, uh, probably at lunchtime <laughs> or dinner time, I don't care. Well, what if give, the sun was out? Yeah. yeah. It was morning, maybe yeah. lunchtime. Yeah. yeah, anyway, they're eating um, on, the, on the ground. Having a picnic in her bedroom. Yeah. Or his bedroom, considering that her, her, bedroom. her his considering bedroom. that Whatever, yeah. she's meant to have left already. Yeah, happy his bedroom. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Mum's mistake, yes. And he, she goes on asking him. Actually, no, it says they go to her room and make love. So he might have booked in again. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, I'm not there, so I can't be sure. Well, I'm sorry. But it's a, it's a, they booked into her room. It went but, to her room because mm-hmm. he came back and booked in, rebooked mm-hmm. in. Okay, so anyway, as we're saying... Um, so they're in her, her room, and then and she asks him flat out, "Are you going to marry me?" All that stuff, and he says, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> well, he coughs up, um, yes, because for a minute she thought he was married with yeah, children and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought you were going to say married with kids, you know, no? and yeah. Then, uh, and she says the the first thing she's going to do for him, and actually even jokes the sec. Don't you mean you've done that? <laughs> Yeah. As a joke. Okay, second thing I'm going to do is buy you a better suit. <laughs> and he made a comment. Well, that's a, I like this suit. I mean, it's really hard to get uh, mm. uh, uh, jackets with uh, arms long, nine feet long. You know, he, he's tall. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he t- um, yeah. takes out of a pocket um, a, um, a coin that no, says. He, he has his watch out and he yeah. gives hand to her the watch. Oh, yeah, he hands her the watch. The, the, which is the same watch she gives him 50 years later. Yeah, and. While he's talking about his jacket, he then takes out a coin that was not probably he wasn't aware that was on him. Yeah, that for says, 1979. Yeah, Whoops. and he's not supposed to have that on him. And he realized, and, and then it kind of whoosh. That, that, that broke his link with the past and talking back to the present. Yeah, and she mm. screams out, "Richard!" Yeah, Dickhead. Not in those words, but well, I would have. What they would have checked the clothes properly before. Yeah, you I imagine on. the coin was. Well, it couldn't be left by him. It, it could was, have, yeah, but there would have, you would have checked the pockets. I think it was probably left by um, whoever had the suit last. Well, someone went down the road, bought a Coke, left some coins in the pocket. Like yeah. maybe a person <laughs> in a play left a like left a coin in there and didn't and forgot all about it. Ooh, and my yeah, theory. Yeah, bought a coffee or something, or a glass yeah. of Coke or something, or yeah, true. Or some French fries or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. it doesn't left matter. He then anyway. arrives back to the present. He's in a different room, and he then starts crying in his own room. Now he can't really get retrace that. Yeah, he hasn't got the energy to get back. Yeah, uh. and thanks, and he then. Ponders the ho- the hotel grounds he and walks all around and yeah, sad, grieving, broken-hearted, that, yeah, and boo-hoo. he not eating, not uh, sleeping, not and, sleeping. and he, when uh, his eyes start getting um red or um ready eye or stuff like that, like a slip, and anyway, he, he snuffs it, he dies. yeah, yeah, well in. Yeah, he we'll does. We'll talk about the book and the difference in the yeah, book. Yeah, and yeah, later. Mm. as he he slightly snuffs it, and the um, <laughs> the um, porter, the old porter, and some of the staff uh, come to his room, and they see him lying in the sitting in a chair, and they know that he's well, ter- it's it, he's almost the, snuffed it. Yeah, and they get the doctor, and he dies anyway. Yeah, yeah. and 
he, you see a small smile across his face as he's dying, yeah. which means he's he's going to meet his he's Elise. Oh. And oh. we watch um, as it turns to a third person point of view from where yeah, it looks like his spirits above the bed and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I heard stories about um, you turn into the third person when you, you die. Well, sort your spirit of thing. leaves your body. I was mm-hmm. travelling. You mentioned before, whatever. Let's move on. Anyway, he then floats up to to into the into the window, and where Elise is waiting in a heavenly white, glowy state. The way area. she was and when she was about twenty years old or twenty five years old. Yeah, uh, and he's back in his boring suit, same crappy suit. And had he dressed like that for his fraternity, he could have chose a better suit. Yeah, my only <laughs> regret in that scene was I would have loved it if in that scene that they were waltzing or or. Or kissing. Well, we're going to cuddle time, you know, cuddle on a kiss. Anyway, then the credits start to roll. Rolling, 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 rolling. Sorry. So, anyway, as I said before, the Richard, the the author Richard, the writer who wrote the story itself, he has actually spent his time at a hotel. I don't know, not this, not this one, but um, he. Nice nice hotel. But when he was he was staying there, he did see a portrait and and of an actress on the wall, and that inspired him to write the story down. Now I'm going to jump ahead. I, I won't talk about production notes or anything at the moment, but. Differences from the novel. I'm only going to talk about this because the guy who wrote the novel wrote the screenplay. Right. So I'm going to raise a few things he changed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the novel, Richard travels back from 1971 to 1896. Hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Rather than from 1980 to 1912. Hmm. Now think about it. Okay. Thank you. If they did it the other way around, the old lady couldn't have been alive giving the watch. Hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Now, the setting is the the setting is the Hotel de Coronado in California rather than the Grand Hotel in Michigan, which is in the movie. Hmm. So they changed the location there a bit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, the book has Richard knowing that he was dying of a brain tumour. Yeah, and this one he didn't. No, no, no. That's right. Difference, yeah, and it's ultimately right. This ultimately raised the possibility that the whole time traveling experience was merely a series of hallucinations brought on by the tumor in the book, not the movie. Yeah, uh-huh. so obviously, they changed that to make the movie a bit more, uh, yeah, romantic. Uh, the scene where the old woman hands Richard the pocket watch, which he had given to her in the past, does not appear in the book, obviously, because he would have been 120 years old. Uh, thus, the uh, ontological whatever par- paradox generated by this event that the watch was never made but simply exists eternally between 1912 and 1980. Mm. It's absent. Aha. Um, in the book, there are two psychics, no manager. Oh, I see. The psychic was warning her about a man, not, not her manager. Um, who anticipate Richard's appearance. And Richard's death was brought about by his tumour, not by heartbreak. Uh, so there's a few changes, but I think the changes work good for the screenplay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. some people in in these book movies, yeah. they fear... Of, they. I think that they don't even yeah. think about writing a story about killing off their early protagonists. <sighs> they think, 
I don't know why, but and why so many movies don't even think about this. So yeah, I think cause you sometimes use the word protagonist. And it works in, a, in an action movie, but not necessarily in the drama. Okay, you but you got to admit, the like, leading man, how's that? Okay, the good guy. Um, the leading man in the story, they never think about it. They think um, if I kill off my character, it will make the story less interesting. Yeah, well, mm. point. I mean, I, I I think the changes in the novel as a novel is great, but I don't think the novel as it was would have made it as a movie. Mm. But when you ch- change the dates around a bit, made the lady mm. still alive, handing in the watch, that, that's, they couldn't have done that if they had different time frames, yeah. different things. Yeah, yeah, so seem, yeah little, just little things like that. Yeah, I seem to, to recall that... It's supposed to be a love story. Yeah, yeah I seem to recall that mm. a lot of people, some people in the 1900s, uh, you know, in 1912, um, was probably still around, you know, up to the well, um, she, well, 1980s. She was 20 years old. Uh, what, yeah, what, what were the dates? What were, what well, were the dates? actually, it was 1974, sorry. So it was, um, here it is, um, 80 to... That bank's 68 years. She would have been up in her 80s. Yeah. When she gave in the watch. Mm. Yeah, 80, 85, something rather. So we see he was, you know, hanging around, waiting for love to come back. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think it was yeah. beautiful. It's sweet. I mean, like I said, guys, it's not an action slasher movie. And, uh, but, gee, yeah, I think your your girlfriends or wives will like this movie. Yeah, and, int- um, yeah. The interesting thing is the director has a slight problem directing the scenes between Plummer and Reeves in that whenever he said, Chris, Chris both, both men would around. respond with a yes. <laughs> yes. And so he resolved this by addressing Plummer as Mr. Plummer. Mr. Plummer. And addresses Reeves as Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> well, maybe, well, he was tallish, I gather. Well, so there go, Bigfoot and Mr. Plummer. Okay. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, oh, actually, well, getting back into, getting into production thingies, this uh, movie was filmed on an island. Mm. Um and I think some of it was done in, I think, Chicago mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, the main story was on, on an island. And the logistics said there were no cars apart from essential services allowed on the island. Mm. So they needed to um, get special permits arranged and then ship the cars over. Everything was done. They, don't, they didn't want stuff up in the environment. Everything there, even when they did this movie back in the 80s or late 70s, was... Um, Car, horse and cart and um, mm. whatever, yeah. They didn't want a bicycle, yeah. So they didn't want any motorised stuff. They wanted it nice and peaceful for the people to go back and feel the old world charm of the place. I'm going to admit it is mm. kind of romantic. The whole thought of him going back in time and then and encountering her. It's mm. such a shame he couldn't stay there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me think of another movie not that's... N- well, not too long ago. That's called Midnight in Paris. Yeah, which is... we're, 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 who's it? Um, yeah. Not a guy. Uh, what's his name? Mm, I can't remember. The Bondi guy. I know uh, who you're talking about. I mean, I just can't remember. Your brother too. Uh, I know. I just can't remember which one's which. I'm really bad for What's his last name? Um, Wilson something. Yeah, uh, Owen Wilson. Mm. Owen? Or the other one? I don't know if it's Luke Wilson the or Owen one. Wilson. The good looking one. <laughs> good looking. Anyway. The blonde haired guy. Who's um, in the horning. Uh, yeah, how's that? Anyway, that doesn't narrow it down. So <laughs> anyway, um I do like that one as well and one day I'll probably do a review on that one. Not now, obviously, yeah. because that will be rather be um going too far. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. 
But anyway, a few more things about production. I like I like production notes and stuff. Uh, oh, when Christopher Reeve was having his last moments with this lady having a picnic on her bedroom floor, he was a little bit hard. He had hard pressed to work that day because on that very day when he's trying to supposedly have a loving uh, interest in this lady, he just found out that his girlfriend companion in real in, in real world uh, was pregnant with their first son, Matthew. So he couldn't quite concentrate on doing the movie on the yes. day they did that scene. Yeah, and he was pretty yeah. happy that he's he was, yeah, going to yeah. be a father. He was, but... It's so, so, yeah, so really hard. Like, I'm going to be dad. I'm going to be dad. Concentrate on what you're doing. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, you're going to be dad. Concentrate. You're getting paid. You know. Uh, <laughs> um, Imagine this is what most actors have to face every day when they're acting. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, you've got, you've got to divorce yourself from anything like that. Actually, here's a bit more. Uh, in the film, Reeves' character consults with a Dr. Finney, played by George... Ah, Voskovec, a time travel theorist. This is a deliberate nod to author Jack Finney, whose novel, Time and Again, published five years before the 1975 Richard Matheson novel, Hmm. Bid Time Return, uh, on which the film is based, features Hmm. an almost identical theory on the mechanics of time travel. So he borrowed so from the other guy's he, book. So he, he, possibly, yeah. so he made the suggestions of using hypnosis to make you go back in time or something Well, in the like previous that. book, the other guy had some theories about time travel. When, he, when Richard spoke to his professor, he talked about time travel. And well, he, the idea in the, his book and or the movie, the same concept was taken out of the other book by the other guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. Um, Elise McKenna was a fictional actress, but her um, yeah, no, she it, was actually based on based off a real actress. Yeah, named, uh, where is it? Um, let me see. Theatrical uh, a- actress. Um, oh, I lost the name. Uh, uh, it's right here. What's her name? Ah, uh, oh, crikey, Maud Adams. There you go. Yeah, so it's based off her, even though I don't yeah. think she's really pretty. I looked what? at a photo and she's not. Yeah, more than no, 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 it wasn't that. It's, it was based on a person. I know, but it's... who was a no well-known actress? That's about as far as it. I know, it, it, but I just meant the the author Richard. He's seen her portrait and and wrote a story all around it's a her. Fictional and story. Stuff. Okay. I know that, Dad. Yeah. And I just meant that I've seen a photo of her and she's not. I just don't like it that she doesn't smile. They didn't smile back in those days. I mean, how can these people no, not? No, they, in those things, they'd yeah, say, sit there, compose yourself, don't move. And that's it. They didn't smile, they didn't smirk, they didn't put rabbit ears behind someone's head. Mm. They didn't do anything like that. It was a, a composed photograph. Mm. And so very few people smiled. That sucks. Yeah. No, that's the way, that's the way I did them. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I can't think of anything else to talk about. I mean, it's, um, there's a few differences. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... But, however, yeah. good movie. Look, it, it's a drama. It's not an action movie, okay? Mm. Guys, yeah. But like I said, you, uh, the ladies love it. It's a bit like The Notebook. I mean, The Notebook, really great book. Love the movie. Girly flick. I was crying through it. Uh, but the point is, <laughs> the, it's not an action movie. But mm. don't expect any action in it. It's a drama. But mm. with your lady friend, wife, whatever, girlfriend, fiancé, not a bad movie to watch. 
Yeah, it's mm. wonderful. I mean, it's really touching, and I am sad that it got not a very good reaction, even because of well, bad timing no, and an act strike yeah. I mean, and all that stuff. The problem was the critics. Um, I think the critics liked it, but the box office didn't show that because of um, timing. Um, I think the Blues Brothers movie came out about the same time. No surprise. Uh -huh. That's it. What do you say? Um, and yeah, um, and that would probably would have taken and everyone a low away. Budget, this was a low-budget film, and it wasn't expected to do too much. They didn't push it. Like I said before, there was an actor strike on, so the actors couldn't market it. It just went under the radar. It just slipped out of sight, um, which is so sad because it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's um, really nice. Mm. It has a, um, lots of good music and yeah. a lot of... Romantic moments, yeah, and I like the chemistry between Christopher Reeves and um, Jane Seymour. Yeah, um, and, and she's a good-looking lady, and she's a good actress, and he's a good-looking guy, and he's a good actor, and um, whatever. Um, and it worked. Now mm. the thing is, um, sometimes you get the magic, and I think these people had it. Yeah, and I really feel bad mm. for how the fact his acting career was cut short because of his well, leg. He's, he's, I mean, yeah, his, he's, um, he's his brain back. back. Yeah, his brain back. He's, uh, yeah, well, uh, Apollo actually, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, he got um, his his horse um, made him. He kind of fell off a horse yeah, and damaged, damaged his back, and yeah. he's now he was confined to a wheelchair, wheelchair. half his career. He still appeared in one or two movies yeah, later on in his wheelchair, but yeah. it would have been hard for him, for a poor fellow. Anyway, irrespective, I was trying to break the habit, folks. Um, there are plenty available through eBay to purchase, yeah. uh, either ordinary DVD or Blu-ray, but be careful if you're looking there because mm -hmm. there's still some VHS copy around, copies around, mm -hmm. um, so don't click on the wrong uh, item. Yeah. Amazon, there's plenty to buy or uh, rent uh, through uh, Prime. And so, yeah, go for it. Actually, if you don't want to buy it, just rent it through Prime and have a look at it or, or any other streaming services which might have it. Um, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, mm. It's not a bad drama if you like dramas. Uh, it, 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 it meets all the requirements of that sort of movie. It's fo photographed well. It's got a good story. It's... Um, yeah, mm. good acting. Yeah, mm. I like it. And, and that, look, not that no, wouldn't be in my top ten movies. I like action movies and nice horror, sci-fi, that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah. but I do um, like yeah. um, the under radar stuff because under radar, under -radar yeah. stuff could have something that you may not have known well, about until. Well, it's like that now. Dracula movie we had that was made in America at that time. Um, uh, the one with the. Uh, which, which didn't get any recognition because all the other movies came out at the same time. Yeah. Right. What was it called? Remember that one? Uh, don't recall. I Married a Vampire or something? No. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. But the, some, call, some guy actor called Something Letterer was in it. Uh, he played the vampire. It was a good movie, but because all these other things happened at the same time, it just disappeared. Yeah, and pa yeah. it practically came out yeah. when um, Hammer started doing their own Dracula yeah, yeah. stories. And they had a Dracula. I, I, I can't remember the name just at the moment. We, we saw it a couple, it couple of It just went under ago. the radar and probably yeah. went directly to television. Well, I might have, yeah. It just went there and and, and, and just didn't get any uh, good interest. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a top movie. I but think it wasn't I, a bad movie. I wasn't sure about the story for myself. It, was... no, well, it wasn't bad. It, it, it wasn't an A-type movie, but it was a good, say, B, B-plus movie. But uh -huh. the point is, it went under the radar because, same thing, too many good things hitting the uh, the theatres yeah. at the same time. 
and no one saw it. Hmm. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Should we rate this I, movie now? I can't think of anything else. I'm going to look. I try to write, rate these per genre. Not I don't compare a fantasy to a sci-fi or a horror. So out of the fantasies I've seen, a fantasy drama, uh, not like Lord of the Rings type fantasy, yeah, I th- I, I've got to give it a nine, nine and a half. It's, it's really well done. It's a good drama. Intriguing story. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. And... Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good watch. Hmm. Yeah, no, nine and a half. Yeah, good nine and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it um, a nine and a half two. <laughs> nine and a half and a two. There you go. That makes eleven and a half. No, oh sorry, nine and a half. Sorry, as well as okay. Yes, so it was. An, <laughs> it's an awesome take, and I advise you definitely give it a yeah. a check out, guys. Yeah, you, you know, you're really on Prime or somewhere else. Uh, hmm. it's, it's a good movie. Uh, but like I said. Yeah, uh, yeah. With your par- guys, with your partner, girls, by yourself, if you want to. If you can't drag your partner into the room, that's okay. And <laughs> it's always good to watch something like what Christopher Reeves did before he yeah, while he's still got walking around instead of being a, a sporting wheelie. Yeah. And yeah. if you guys are into the whole um, Superman movies, it's always good to check him out in other movies yeah. too. Yeah. Anyway, now he's, he's um had an unfortunate life. He. He, he he died quite young, didn't he? Yeah, well, well, youngish. No, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, good. being a quadriplegic and stuff. Yeah. And if I had, had the other m- health issues. Yeah, and, yeah. If there was any money out there, mm. I would love to invent a way for people to get their spines fixed so yeah. they can walk again. Yeah, it's b- bad for him. But anyway, irrespective. Uh, is it, yeah, to you, Christopher, wherever you are. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, and yeah. to Jane Seymour, whom I imagine is listening. Um, what, what's the saying that? George Lazenby bio doc thingy becoming we, um, Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah she she was. Was, she, she, she's still around. Yeah, somewhere. To Jane Seymour, um, good performance and very well done on your acting. And I hope I get to see you more in in week in, in, in a few years' time. Well, you look good in becoming Bond, so you look nice yourself. Mm, yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's about it for us tonight, guys. So um, this is Sarah Stevenson and Marl saying we'll see you guys for our next podcast. Bye for now. Bye, guys.